Today's chat is brought to you by, well, all of your support. Through the patronage you provide the Focus Fire chat team through Podbean's crowdfunding, we are able to provide you with the weekly podcast as well as the website and other aspects of Focus Fire chat. If you have any interest in becoming a patron of the FFC, please be sure to visit our website and click on the support link. Even a single dollar helps. And for those of you who are already patrons, thank you again for your generosity. You may have heard the whispers of guardians gathering in the shadows, exploring the mysteries of this world and the worlds which surround us. We are all in search of truth. Sometimes we need to focus that search. Focus that fire! And so we come together! Welcome to Focused Fire Chat! Welcome to Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on May 29th, 2020, over on twitch.tv slash focusfirechat. As always, want to give a big shout out to our live chat here with us tonight. Thank you so much for joining us once again. This week's episodes are going to be focused around exploring the story and overall concept of Fellwinter's Lie. This particular episode will serve as what we have come to call the intro session of the week's exploration. Before we go any further, however, let's run through a quick introduction of who we have with us on the show. As always, this is your host, Blue Crew 86 And this is the slightly distracted, yet still somehow on time, green-eyed music lover. I'm trying to type out the episode sum- summary as we're speaking. <laughs> Well, this week we're also joined by actually a few others. Uh, first up, we have Lazarich the Lich. Laz, how are you doing this evening? Good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Definitely, definitely. And then next up is our good friend and actually the Focus Fire Chat community manager, Pins Halo. Pins, how's the evening treating you? Oh, uh, pretty good. Thanks for having me on. Definitely. And then finally, we have with us Neo Mad Dog. Neo, how about you? How's everything going so far? Yeah, uh, thanks for having me back. I I know I'm kind of a late late comer to it but i'm happy to definitely definitely well so i know green has you green usually runs through a pretty pretty good rounded uh i call them inquisitions or interrogations she doesn't like it but (laughs) (laughs) no one expects (laughs) no one expects i need to to put that on the i need to put a uh, a meme on the the stream overlay for the for these segments i mean sure we can do that so i actually broke it down since we have three guests tonight joining us for this rather prodigious roundtable we have on this topic and i've broken it down to just three very important questions and i have the order down in the show notes for you guys so you can see who's going first laz where can we find you well you can find me on Twitter. I'm at the Lazarich. Uh, if I'm not posting about Destiny, I'm posting about kids because that's life right now. Yeah, you have a pretty young one right now, don't you? We have two young ones, a three and a one-year-old. Ooh. Yeah. Life is fun. This basically everything you're hearing tonight is a gamble because at any moment <laughs> I could be called away. But this is, I'm going to do it. This is fine. This is live, fine. Everything live, is fine. Live life on the edge. It's fine. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Is there any other places we can hit you up besides Twitter and Discord? I know you're there. Oh, man, I'm everywhere. I used to be a virus. I was in everyone's Discord server. Um, I mean... <laughs> uh, no, not at the moment, no. Um, Twitter's the basic spot you can find me. I am working on a side project 
podcast mm-hmm. with my wife because she was like, oh, you podcast, I want to join you. I'm like, let's find stuff to talk about, but we're in the process of thinking of topics. So, I like it. Yeah, so Twitter's the main spot to find me. Bonding is always good. All right, Neo, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Neo Mad Dog. I also post to a YouTube channel, also okay. called Neo Mad Dog, though slightly different. It's got a hyphen and a space. I'll let you figure out where those are. Oh, um, I don't really post. I I don't really post anything on that channel. It's mainly just short clips that I record from uh, playing Destiny. Like I'll, if I fi- if I do something, I might post it to mostly Twitter. That's the best place to find. I gotcha. And pens. Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at pens underscore Halo. Um, especially if you like retweets of cute puppies and dogs, mainly. <laughs> Also on Mixer, where all the other weird kids are, uh, Mixer.com slash Pens Halo. Doing all sorts of Halo playthroughs. Halo, I've picked up World of Tanks. Because, oh, nice. you know, considering that's what I used to drive when I was in the Army. Oh, man, um, World of Tanks. I'm going to send you so many <laughs> memes. It's, it's, it is really fun. <laughs> it, it, it's, 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 it's the more mature version of Battlezone for anyone old enough to remember that. <laughs> So, uh, I like it. So nice. All right. So this one, this question is pretty straightforward. I'm just going to have you guys just sound off, not call your names or anything like that. So what class do you primarily play? Warlock. Neo. Uh, Warlock. And Benz. Titan. Mm-hmm. But I'm not playing Spartan, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> Pins loves playing Titan on other subclasses than his primary subclass. We've had this conversation a few times. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. But, all right, so here's the crazy question. I'm going to kind of avoid the history of where you guys, since I think everybody on here has either been on the show or has been kind of in the community for at least a, as long as I can remember. I've seen all three of you guys all over the place. So I'm going to skip ahead, and we're going to do the crazy question with, what is your favorite spin foil theory out there, and why, Laz? Hmm. So, in terms of spin foil, and again, there's there's nothing to prove this. There's nothing to disprove this, which is the whole fun of it. I firmly believe that Eris didn't uh, get all of her hive knowledge just from Toland or just from however she managed to turn herself more hive like. She has an Ahamkara bone, and I'm convinced that part of her is now the consciousness of Teox to an extent. Hmm, okay. Because she has all this knowledge of all of the Hive gods and a lot of the Hive workings, and you could attribute some of that to to Tolan the Shattered and his very Hive-crazy theories, but I firmly believe that part of her carries... The consciousness of the one person, well, excuse me, one being whom the Hive Gods have yet to vanquish. That's my spin foil theory there. kind of like this a little bit. It's definitely a different take on where Teox is, because it's always been a question of where did she go after the Books of Sorrows, because she's been mm-hmm. playing hide-and-seek with orcs in some respects. But interesting, if she's just there the whole time. I like it. Neo, what's your favorite spin foil? 
Okay, so my favorite spin foil theory is one that I don't actually believe in. I just think it's really funny, and I just okay. like to say it every now and then. And I'm also choosing this one because they'll probably upset Green because she doesn't like this character. But I mm. think, well, but my favorite spin foil theory is that Callus is a scion. <clears throat> I... There's nothing to prove it, and I just like it. I don't know how I feel about this. Part of me is like, this is great. I can one-shot him then. But part of me, I... I... Blue, help! Sweet meat! Oh, God. That clip is going out, I think, in a week or so. Uh, all right, Pens, what is your favorite spinfoil theory? Uh, I'm usually not one for spinfoil, but the simple fact of the matter is, is there was one that actually caused Mrs. Hyven to freak out on her on the podcast, and that's actually yours of Eva being Sabathun. <laughs> I love breaking people with that one. <laughs> her reaction How dare was you. great. I just remember her being very frantic. Just a bit. Re- just, just a bit. Just breaking Mrs. Hyven. Doesn't seem like it would be that challenging, but you'd be surprised. Hmm. Right. And I I will not claim responsibility if I happen to mention the Wicked when he was going on there to not mention that when she would be on. But, yeah. It's <laughs> Wicked, though. It is Wicked. <laughs> That's true. All right. So that is actually just kind of the rundown that I have for you guys. Blue, do we have any housekeeping notes before we hop into the intro episode? Uh, not really. Uh, the only one that I would uh, give a bit of a shout to is to look over on the Lore Network. We are going to start trying to do a what we're calling weekly lore roundup. Um, right now, uh, the one that posted actually today was our first one, and it's focused on the the members of the Lore Network, um, their YouTube channels. So. Right now, we are planning on doing that every Friday. I think if we can get that down, my next step is to do a podcast or articles version of that, maybe on Wednesdays, I'm thinking. Uh, So just, again, another way to kind of centralize information from from everyone who's inside the Lore Network and and also kind of cross-pollinate communities, uh, you know, get people kind of introduced to other people that they might not know about but if you uh if you haven't seen that already please please give it give it a look let us know uh any feedback like is there a way to do it more efficiently is there a a way that you would prefer to see it you know any feedback's welcome um and then also you know sharing it and getting other people to give us feedback is also always welcome as well so but yeah that's that was pretty much my only thought i have one as well So one of the things that Blue and I have been doing is Blue has been clipping audio clips from each episode that we've recorded. And I've been turning turning them into little teaser trailers for everybody on Twitter and other social medias, if Blue remembers to post them. Mm. And so if you... Yeah, it is a big if, but they they are going up on Twitter. So I'm actually teasing each episode. So you're going to hear little sound bites of either really funny moments or moments that have interesting information in there. Just little short things. They're kind of fun. Uh, Blue mentioned sweet meats earlier. There is a sweet meats clip. It's and glorious. I may 
I may have also <laughs> that one. <sighs> I may teased, have also put you teased the teaser on that one. <laughs> I did tease the, the teaser. But the other thing that you'll see in there in these little teaser trailers is sometimes I get inspired by what is being said. And there are fun little animations that pop up every once in a while, like puppies. There is an army German shepherd that shows up in one of them. You should go find it. It's kind of awesome. Anyway, Blue, we ready? We are. Cool. So is it me again? I believe that it is you. You are responsible. This is terrifying. Cocktail knowledge time. <laughs> Everybody grab a drink. Too late. Go to the fair. Yes. Go to the fair, grab a bottle of mead, listen to top three so you understand these references, and get ready for some Felwinter. So, Felwinter, little history behind him. He was, back in D1, considered an Iron Lord, and still is considered an Iron Lord, though he is dead. He was killed by us during the Siva crisis and the mission, the Iron Tomb. He also had an amazing shotgun called Phil Winter's Lie. And that shotgun has done some very devious things over the years. It has killed. It is kind of a shoddy sniper. And it still (laughs) is kind of a shoddy sniper. It is considered the second best shotgun in the game right now in D2. Only, I think it's only getting beaten out by a few very specific roles of, um, is it the Mindbenders? Yeah, I think Mindbenders. Yeah. Mindbenders, Ambition, and the Astro. Astro, yeah. So those two roles, I think, are still beating it out. But for those who have not, like, done any grinding for those roles, Dull Winters is actually a great shotgun to use. There is still some debate out there on what, quote-unquote, the lie was. We're going to get into that a little bit into the meaty part of the episode, because Felwinter's lie, his shotgun, ends up in our hands at the end. And what was his lie? We actually did not know all the way through D1, nor the beginning part of D2. Was it the fact that Felwinter turned out to have alternative motives in what he was doing with the Iron Lords? Was it the fact that he is Rasputin's son? Etc. There's a whole bunch of different ideas out there. Weird thing, we get Felwinter's Lion D2 at the Moon Bunker, which does not make a whole lot of sense to me. And this is still something that I want to get into, get into is we killed him on Earth, we had a shotgun, it somehow disappeared, and then Rasputin has a version of it on the Moon, as well as a gauntlet and a single boot. Uh, Felwinter actually was around primarily in the Dark Ages. He was also Golden Age, um, but we don't have much from that as far as where he was, what he was doing during the Golden Age, besides the fact that he was collecting information for Rasputin. Then he was resurrected as a guardian during the Dark Ages and continued to try to evade Rasputin through much of the Dark Ages, and later teamed up with the Iron Lords and had his own mountain name after him, and then got killed, partially through Siva and Rasputin and partially through us. Uh, the city, rem- the I think the interesting thing is that the Iron Lords were around and helped with the establishment of the city. They were helping with the battle or the patrols during six fronts and during the wall building, though I don't believe any of them were actually physically building any of the city. They were just allies to the city and helping with protecting them. You know that Silimar was built 
Silimer wanted to build a tower. I don't know if was he building part of the city? Well no, well it's it's not really confirmed outright, but since Silimar was basically was very big in defenses, it would make sense that Silimar would be at least at least the one Iron Lord actually want to help. Yeah, That's I would agree fair. with that because he was obsessed with building the perfect structure. And he was That's the one fair. that like he would build something and it would get destroyed, and he'd build it on the same spot again and again and again. Mm-hmm. So he was probably the architect that said, "Let's put dead bodies inside of these things, I inside mean, of the walls." You gotta mm-hmm. do something with the titans. Oh, poor mm. titans. <laughs> I still that is still one of the creepiest tidbits I, of lore. I just love how Pins is like, I'm just no, no. <laughs> Uh so we did who, what, where, when, and the final one is why. Why is Fell Winter such a big thing? Well, yes, I mentioned that Fell Winter is confirmed as Rasputin's son, and Fell Winter's whole thing storyline that we get into is kind of following the trope of if i can't have him no one can which is something that's fairly popular in a lot of movies with a jealous lover or in this case a jealous ai slash parent question mark anyway that is the cocktail knowledge that is like the most basic summary that you need to know of all the hot spots when it comes to fall winter that leads us to some more history of it from D1. Blue, can I get you to read the Fell Winter's Peak card from Destiny 1? Yeah, definitely. Do you want me to just read the portion that we have here? It is the whole thing. Oh, yeah, it's the whole thing? Awesome. Yep, it's so just a shorty. Entry 01A, Archivist Tyra Karn. Long before the last of the Iron Lords descended into the Plaguelands, this peak was the domain of one of their own, Lord Fellwinter. His maps and outposts show the risen Exo roamed free from the Aral Seas to an eastern border known as Satan's Ridge. Open Satan 01A, Satan's Ridge 01A, before taking the oath. There is no evidence of human enclaves or encampments within this area, nor survivors within the Cosmodrome walls, but extensive one-way audio recordings with an unknown entity survive. Open Fellwinter 9C, open Rasputin 62G, scan for possible links. A chance meeting with Lord Timur and the Mothyards led to Timur's first reports on the promises of Siva. Fellwinter's conscriptions into the ranks and the rising of the Iron Temple commence shortly thereafter. This helps clear up some of the timeline a tiny bit. Mm-hmm. Timur found Siva before Fellwinter was conscripted. Well, I it's think not that he found it's he didn't find Siva. He just he found, learned. Yeah, of I think Siva. Fellwinter. Yeah, Fellwinter clued him in about Siva. Because he says the that that's what it's a chance meeting with Lord Timur in the Moth Yards led to Timur's first reports on the promises of Siva. So Fellwinter knew about Siva before he met with Timur, and Timur was the one that reported back to the Lords. And I think if I remember correctly, Timur was also the one that vouched for Fellwinter um in The Liar, I think. Uh yeah. he's the one who actually spoke and brought him into their ranks. But yeah, yeah, I think I, I read that. I read that as Fellwinter led Timur to understanding about Siva, who then led that or who then took that information back to the Iron Lords. And then basically because Fellwinter was such a source of information and probably mm-hmm. because he wasn't opposed to. I mean, Fellwinter had a lot going on that the Iron Lords were not aware of either, which 
ties back into Felwinter's lie. But like because he wasn't the stereotypical warlord, they probably were you know short of. I think the only the only condition was that he had to take the ghost out of his helmet. Right, but he, he never did. But he did it. <laughs> funny how team's ghost too right it's funny how teamer has such a tie-in with Felwinter, and we actually get more of that in the lord teamer card which i think laz this is one of yours that you get absolutely you want me to read the whole thing uh if you want to i just kind of catched caught highlights it's up to you on if you want to read the whole thing or if you want to just kind of summarize it what happened no i can go through the full thing i, I like the I like the reading of the lore here. So, <clears throat> here we go with Lord Teamer. This was added in Rise of Iron. This so, is all D1 lore. There we go. So, Teamer's storm trance tears through a gang of drags as Felwinter stumbles through the shifting sands behind him, miles inland of what remains of the Arabian shores. Where are you taking me? Felwinter rushes to Teamer's side, his eyes jumping focus, anticipating another attack. You seem far too obsessed with these war mines. Teamer stops and stares into the horizon as if smelling something. Not danger, discovery. He draws his fellow Iron Lord close. Tell me, Felwinter, he whispers. What does the word seraph mean to you? Felwinter leans in to whisper back. Old Earth theology? I know its power well. One can make great use of the traps of faith and its myths. Damn you, Exos! The whisper game abandoned. Do you even ponder the before? Or that number etched into your flesh? Do you see yourself in your dreams? The... A shank, then another, then more. Felwinter hits the ground and reaches for his sidearm. Teamer hates interruptions and his face shows it. A wash of arc light grows in his hands and erupts as the pack of machine dogs falls nearly in unison. Teamer grabs Felwinter, bringing him back to his feet and says, Have you ever wondered what it is that calls you, calls to you in that void of memory where the edge of the past infects your present? He returns to his game of whispers. It's an itch you can't scratch, isn't it? Well, maybe you can. You think I am one of them? That all Exo are... Lord Felwinter, I know what you are. And you are no Warmind or even one of its puppets. Come, you must see this. He makes a gesture toward, like he's casting a spell over the sand. Follow my footfalls. This area is rigged with dirty fallen nonsense. They struggle up the dunes. Felwinter glides ahead. As he lands, a sandstorm rises to meet him. More shanks, hundreds of them. Behind them, a lone vandal sniper lays down, covering fire. Felwinter, realizing this mistake, runs back toward Teemer, shielding himself in the light of suns. Teemer continues forward, grasps the brass familiar around his neck, and closes his eyes. A slight hum rises, and his trance takes him deep into the sea of shanks, his trusted lash raised and tearing his path through the darkness. Felwinter is slow to follow, but fast enough to witness Teemer's focus turn shanks by the pack against their vandal keeper, chasing him back toward the sea. Teamer rushes to Felwinter, examining his head with the intensity of a cryptarch. Hmm, more mine. You are certainly as stubborn as one. Felwinter awkwardly pulls himself away and out of Teamer's reach. With all respect, Lord Teamer, whatever game you are playing with me has gone on far too long. This is just another dead zone. Oh, is it? Teamer directs Felwinter's eyes toward the eastern horizon where a building crowned with the initial CB is in is now in view. We all have creators, humans. Hexo, war mines, even those poor awoken, some are just easier to find. CB. I just love the fact that Teamer is basically insane. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I always took him as a mad scientist type. (laughs) 
He really yeah. is just a mad scientist. Not Why are you gosh. whispering, Teamer? The Fallen don't understand you. <laughs> like he's casting a spell over the sand. Follow my footfalls. Yeah, he's very dramatic. If he's not mad, he's dramatic as all get out. Well, because I think Teamer was the one that Colvance uh, uh, was worried about him losing his mind. Well, Gellion's the other one that they... Well, Ge- Gellion's kind of... the one that Gellion's everyone is... Yeah, Gellion's mm. the one that everyone is uncomfortable because he's like, I can make you into a suit of armor. Sharpening knives <laughs> and, yeah, constantly. Making knives out of bone. You know. mm-hmm. It's just like, well, what happens if we die? Well, the rib cage would make the best armor. <laughs> <laughs> I still love that. That entry is still one of my favorites. But no, I mean, I think this one too, if, if this is going to be, I, I kind of take this as being one of the meetings between one of the earlier meetings between Teemer and Fellwinter, um, mostly because Fellwinter is not referred to as Lord Fellwinter, and he makes a point of always referring to Teemer as Lord... Or no, he is. He is referred to Lord Fellwinter. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe this is shortly after. But um, this definitely seems like they're still trying to get... Like, they're still feeling each other out, really. Um, but it's interesting to me because with what we found in the liar, you know, Fellwinter arguably would know quite a bit about his own past at this point in his story. So mm-hmm. when Teamer calls out that, you know, he's not a puppet of one, um, I just, I find that interesting. I, I, I think that's a little, little bit of a funny thing. Um, it's fun going back and rereading some of these things. Cause you find the tidbits of hints towards what we now know with The Liar, the book The Liar, uh-huh. um, especially when it comes to the just Fell Winter's motives. Mm-hmm. He always seemed, we used to think that Fell Winter was a lot more malicious. Granted, no. he's not very, he's not very kind to other warlords and he has no patience with them, which we'll find out here pretty soon. But he wasn't ever maliciously trying to trap anybody and i think there was an old theory back in the day that phil winter led the iron lords to their death which was a theory about what his lie was mm-hmm. he sort of did but he's not i mean yeah i mean he's I, I yeah i was gonna say he's he still kind of did but it wasn't it was kind of assumed that he was he was doing a toland and now it's more no he was he was tricked as as much as anyone else mm-hmm. um I think the other the other thing that this makes me really miss is the friendship artifact that Teamer memory of Teamer mm. artifact from D one. I just miss best. artifacts yeah, in general. Don't let that, anybody yeah. see you because it pisses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just I love the <laughs> friendship is magic. Punch. <laughs> friendship punch. <laughs> I kind of want to know how he did. Uh. All I know is ogres were really friendly when you hit them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Teamer had uh, an 18 charisma. Teamer had a what, Pins? An 18 charisma for anyone mm-hmm. who's a DM. Oh, player. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Nope. That's definitely definitely accurate. Um. So, I mean, what else do you guys have? Anything else that stands out to you guys on this particular one? I know um, chat's talking about right now. Uh, there is a card that was recently released that gives us Fellwinter's, or Fellwinter's kind of side of this story. 
Oh yeah, because that's the whole thing about how he's got like his hand by his sidearm. Like this teamer guy knows too much. <laughs> to, like mm-hmm. bust this guy in the skull with this thing. <laughs> no one would have to know. Exactly. Even his ghost is like, well, wait a second, hold on. Uh, uh, I think. Back in. Yeah. Sorry, let's go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Now, I was going to say when I read this back in D one, it got this real feeling of a bit of standoffishness. Off, yeah standoffishness from Felwinter and after reading The Liar and those cards, you kind of understand it that he's playing everything close to his chest. I mean, why would he Why would he let let things know when he's been being chased by a Warmind for as long as he can remember? So. Mm. Alright. Um, I think we're going to jump into the Dormant Siva real quick. Which is mm-hmm. just a really it's a it's a kind of the tie-in to uh, one of the last big points from uh, D1. Uh, Lazarus, do you want to grab that one? Yeah, absolutely. This one's short and sweet. Uh, says dormant Siva Iron Lords two point six. So Felwinter tried to communicate with the War Mine, called it Rasputin, consume, enhance, replicate. Said he could make it understand. Tell it we meant no harm. Rasputin didn't answer with words. And this is dash Siva dot M-E-M question mark question mark O three one four. I still can't help but not I can't help but read that with maliciousness. Like Oh my god, yeah. It's like Well, especially with the information we have now considering what Rasputin's right. goals were. Yeah. Well that and also the the connection to this to the Irons Bane and like how it's like you know this was fragments of the last bits of reports that we were getting from the iron lords it was like yeah yeah he didn't answer with words no no he didn't (laughs) it's like there you are have some of this (laughs) um so anything you guys i know we're gonna jump into the uh green green kind of was kind enough to go out and grab us uh the she actually transcribed the far, uh, the final mission from the Fellwinter Lie quest. We'll get that here in just a second. Um, but anything before we jump into that from the Dormant Siva? Trying to think real quick if we want to try and remember which one was um, which one from the uh, liars was was it? Which one are you looking for, Blue? Uh, his his per his uh. His uh, God, I just his perspective on the, of the team. His thing? perspective, yeah, of the teamer thing. It was rem- it was the uh, web lore. Oh, was it? Oh okay, yeah, yeah. remembrance. Remembrance okay. the bottom. I was just gonna say if we wanted to read that real quick, just to give another perspective of that. Um, trying to get it real quick for you guys. Oh gosh, yeah, this is the one with all the other, all the it's challenges. The, it's the record, isn't it? The yeah. web lore. Yep. I'm gonna just grab it for everyone real quick. It's it's actually in the advanced show notes. Oh, green's ahead of us. Uh, sometime after, during the late dark age, you seemed far too obsessed with these war mines. Teamer said to Felwinter, they'd been walking for hours, dipping in and out of fallen territory. Teamer made no effort to avoid them, and Felwinter followed his lead. He didn't know where they were going. Teamer had been talking almost nonstop, though, asking Phil Winter what he knew about Siva, what he thought the war mine might have to do with it. 
It was lucky that Felwinter had already had a reputation for keeping quiet. He played dumb when Timur asked about the Seraphs. Timur was easily too riled up that way. It was good. It made Felwinter feel like he was still in control. As they tore through another round of shanks, Felwinter fell back and let Timur do the heavy lifting. When Timur spoke again, his voice was breathless with a passion and enthusiasm that Felwinter couldn't feel. Have you ever wondered what it is that calls you in that void of memory, Timur breathed, where the edge of the past infects your present? Felwinter was tense with expectation. He felt the world contracting around him until nothing existed but the sidearm in his hand. He heard his ghost in his helmet comms, whispering, Wait. Timur strode recklessly ahead. He expected Felwinter to watch his back, and he did. Watched him walk. Watched his ghost, too. There were a lot of fallen out here. Anything could happen to either of them. It would be easy to tell this story back home. Don't jump to conclusions, his ghost whispered as they fell behind. But Felwinter heard uncertainty in her voice. He adjusted his grip on his sidearm, lifting his hand a little, and dropped it again as Timur turned around. It's an itch you can't scratch, isn't it? Well, maybe you can. Felwinter's expression was blank. His finger twitched on the sidearm. You think I am one of them? He asked as Timur turned back around to lead the way. That all exos are? Lord Felwinter, I know what you are. Timur said with a laugh in his voice. Felwinter lifted the sidearm again, and a familiar dread coiled in his chest. He saw his future changing. Again. He saw himself running. Again. He was so tired of running. The sidearm was level with the back of Timur's head. Timur had a smile in his voice when he spoke next. I know what you are, he said, and you are no warmind, or even one of its puppets. Felwinter's arm dropped and swung at his side as if all his energy had gone out of him all at once. It was impossible, but he almost felt lightheaded. His ghost whispered something again, but he didn't hear it over his own relief. Come, Timur said. He walked with the arrogance of a man who didn't realize he'd brush shoulders with death. You must see this. <laughs> I love the different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Timur might have an 18 in charisma, but his wisdom is the dump stat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Turns back on... A dangerous man? Mm-hmm. Or a desperate one, but then again, desperation does lead to being dangerous in some cases. A lot of cases. You just like how from Teamer's perspective, he's just kind of like poking and prodding Felwinter, like, hey, I know what you are, whatever. <laughs> and then you read Teamer's perspective, or not Teamer, you read Felwinter's perspective, and he's he's ready to gun this guy down, just like, oh, he knows too much. I've got to like get rid of this guy now. And... It's great to finally have that other side of the conversation, I think. Mm -hmm. Just to know that it was fear and not just Felwinter trying to hide something. I mean, he is trying to hide something, but... Right, it's a fear, like, the the secret or maybe even the lie is about to be revealed. Mm -hmm. There is one more thing I wanted to mention before we got into the final mission in the Felwinter's Light Quest. Which, which was actually one of the SIVA fragments that we picked up in Rise yep. of Iron. We read that one. You read that one? Awesome. Cool. Yeah, did you did you have anything you wanted to throw in on that particular nope. one? Okay, It's cool. just, I, th- I think it's one of the important things that uh, likely the Iron Lords didn't know who Rasputin was. They just knew he was a war mine. Felwin knew it. That's it. Cool. Are we ready for the lie quest? We are. It's in Neo. So, 
I have. Do I'm gonna use a high pitched voice. No, no. I unless you want to, it would be. Oh my god! It is whatever makes you happy, Neo. If you want to be Anna in the higher pitched voice, you are more than welcome to. I did tell Pins if he wanted to try the Russian, he could, but I but I didn't write it out, so he would just be muttering gibberish at that point. But yeah, um, this is the transcript transcript from the mission that we just completed this season. I, I think it bears reading or at least listening to again, because there are tidbits in here that are not necessarily in the Liar book. Things that, just a little bit more clarity given from a few different perspectives of Rasputin. So, Penz is playing the part of the narrator, and Neil gets to be Anna. Okay, so you enter the bunker and you come across the first image, and then Rasputin speaks. He's telling a story. In a time of great prosperity, a tyrant king sent his son to live among the enemies. Rasputin speaks again. He did so for me until a great calamity befell. In the aftermath, tyrant's son was chained. At this point, a second image. The second image appears, and Rasputin speaks again. The tyrant's son turned away from his father. Uh, and became a warrior. The tyrant chased his son across fields and mountains, and he said, If I can't have my son, then no one shall. At this point, we go further down into the bunker, and there's a third image that appears, and Rasputin speaks again. The tyrant used his own son's love against him. He promised him a miraculous technology that could build the... When his son came to claim it, he reached a plague of His son was destroyed. The tyrant looked upon his tyranny and wept. At that point, we op- the secret bunker opens up, and we go further down into it. Is Rasputin, is he talking about himself? I think the tyrant's son. The tribute tomb opens, raises and opens. Another digitized fellwinter holding a shotgun is in it. Curiously, there are pieces of armor also recovered, a right gauntlet and a right boot. You then deploy your ghost at a terminal to the left of the tomb and reestablish connection with Anna. Guardian, can you read me? There you are. Comms come up cut out completely. You're in a really old part of the bunker. The signal's terrible. Where are we? You then deploy a ghost on the Rasputin Mark capsule with cords coming out of it. This looks like the casing of an old safety AI, but marked with Rasputin's symbol. These transcripts suggest his original code was for age space stations, checking oxygen levels, that interplanetary defense system. And Rasputin kept all this, almost like a scrapbook of his past, a way to remember his roots. And he showed it to us. When did he be so sentimental? Wish Zavala could see this. That last section, especially, with the, uh, this looks like the casing of an old safety AI, but marked with a Rasputin symbol, these transcripts suggest his original code was for sort of emergency response system from pre-Golden Age space stations. I think that's really... One of the things that I feel is one of the most important aspects of this mission is the fact that Rasputin, prior to the Rasputin that we know in-game now, prior to the Tyrant, was literally just a AI that was kind of an emergency response system, checking oxygen levels, fuel, that kind of thing. Which, if we remember... I'm trying to remember the card... Do you remember it was from the, the, it was from the um the Eververse set from Warmind expansion. It was the it was supposed to be the armor from the 
Ares 1 mission. Right, there's that, but then I was thinking about the Chin, I want to say Chin Lanshu. Lanshu is the last name, but I can't remember the name of the, fir- the first name, General Lanshu. The one who's mm-hmm. flying over the Cosmodrome. Yeah, well, but that was that was after the mi- that was but that was, that was during the Golden Age. Okay, okay. I was just trying because, to remember when he got uh, repurposed. Right, because that was during the beginnings of the Exodus project, because they were loading up um, ships. The uh, I think a lot of the Mihalova's armor set talks about the what's referred to as the R. I think it's the R subsystem code that was being worked on with the Ares One, which is what a lot of people have made the the connect had made the connection already that R as a subsystem code would be evolve would evolve after work from and I just blanked on the lady's name. Um, but the the lady who was working on her at the at, at the time was continuously uh, building on it, um, and Mihalova was very critical uh, of or very uh, paranoid about how much pos- or how much um, the experimental AI is being given. Uh, Mihalova's triumph even calls it out that uh, Mihalova says R. That's what I've codenamed the deepest core of the experimental AI at the heart of the new ship. And he's doing very well, now writing his own code off the charts well. Would E even understand? Likely she'd go running to Hardy, show him some of the odder items where R has written some of his own code and seems to be, how can I put it, passing judgment on us like a little hidden critic. No, the AI must be protected so that he can function best in the limited way we need. Not sure how to keep her away, but giving her access could be catastrophic. Um, so R is the subcode, basically, that this experimental AI at the the core of the Ares-1 mission ship was being given. And so then you see how, because they, the call out there about, oh, it's a, it's a security AI, so it's, it's monitoring oxygen levels, which, yes, it would monitor oxygen levels. It's monitoring all the life systems and stuff aboard that ship as well, uh, which, if you remember, the tragedy with the Ares-1 uh, with the fire and mm-hmm. the suspicion there for the R subsystems as being potentially one of the causes for it. Um, Responsible? Yeah, yeah. Because, again, life system AI. I'm sorry, Dave. Uh, yeah. Sorry. So there is one more thing on this I know Blue has been itching to talk about, but I'm going to force him to wait until the advanced episode to talk <laughs> no, about that's it. Fine. Because I figured we would. Yeah, because um, one of the very first things that you had sent me after doing the mission was the, uh, the about the line, when did he learn to be so sentimental, and the implications of an, an AI having emotional sentimentality. Yep. That and the fact that he calls out the fact that he, or he at least through Anna, acknowledges that there was a mistake and that he feels sorrow for that mistake. Um, And he, the quotes that are, well, the quotes that are, I think they're from the Siddhartha Gollum entry from The Liar, but there's two quotes. This one is, and weep the more because I weep in vain. And then also experience is the teacher of all things. So, you know, again, Rasputin has a tendency to quote things that are very uh, tied to what he is supposedly kind of processing. So it's interesting to see him quote those particular things. Uh, Also, because that was how Anna in her previous life 
would teach him logic and how to process things was she was a link she was a psycholinguistics uh, specialist so cool do we have any final thoughts on like introduction stuff for phil winter before we switch over to the advanced episode nothing for I me think, no I'm, I'm sure i'm gonna expand on this a lot more during the advanced session but i think it's really interesting to sort of the, the character that throughout the entire story or instead of just being like this par well he he retains his paranoia and and aloofness to the rest of the group. does seem to care about his compatriots later in his life before his death he even starts feeling other emotions at least he certainly seems i wonder yeah he definitely has an arc of where he came from compared to where he's going almost as if it's a um evolution that rasputin is also going through uh we can talk about that if you'd like to blue you want to take lead on that yeah, I was just I was just thinking, you know, you had you had mentioned at the beginning of the episode how you were curious about the the gun, how the shotgun, got yeah, to the, the gun, moon. Uh, the and then also there's the gauntlet and the boot. Um, you know what? You know, first off, how did they get to the moon? And also, what's the significance? You know, what what did what is what are those? What do you guys think those are? I mean, shotgun's obvious, but I mean, like the gauntlet and the boot. Why? Why? That seems like a random well, piece of gear. Fel, Felmuth's final death was in the Seaver replication chamber, so that is a Rasputin-like creation. It. I don't think it's too much of a stretch. His frames or whatever might have retrieved whatever was left of Felwinter's corpse and brought it back for safety. That's an interesting. Thought I hadn't even thought about the frames being used as a carrier pigeon, essentially. I mean, that does follow with what they're doing in game currently. They're being, you know, the two. Uh, what do you what do you what do you call them? The buddy bots uh-huh. that you have to protect. Uh-huh. I mean, mm-hmm. that's pretty much what they're doing. They're they're going to an act. They're going to activate a node, uh, basically. So I mean, he does. I mean, I would agree. It doesn't seem too far stretched to think that that and if he's in control of siva if he's able to control siva which we're all pretty sure he is mm-hmm. you know i mean them going them going he, in he can understand it he's the one who's writing the code for it yeah i mean so like yeah to, to the iron tomb's not going to be a tomb for him he's just going to be like pew <laughs> <laughs> i just think it's interesting that we were kind of hinting at the sentimentality. There is a difference between just feeling bad and saying that you feel bad and literally going in and picking up what pieces are left of him to transfer to this time capsule that he's created in on in the moon bunker at the base of the moon bunker where his old little hive brain is essentially. It's a whole different level of it. I had the... I had the thought that Phil Winter's lie, the shotgun itself may have been just recreated using Siva, but the boot and the gauntlet being there makes it definitely lend itself to the fact that he had somebody bring it to the moon. Yeah. A frame uh, Trigger, or something. Trigger Blade in chat was talking about that earlier. I missed it. I apologize, Trigger. Um, but yeah, he, he was he was saying the same thing. He like Phil uh, not Phil Winter. Rasputin we we have evidence of Rasputin in the past sending these frames to go do stuff for him. I mean, he sent it against Felwinter, the the frames that uh, the army, 
uh, Griffin and him had to fight were frames. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, again, that would be, I don't, I don't know if that is the intent, but that would be a really easy kind of little, uh-huh, this is an explanation, you know, piece. I guess my, my question is why just one gauntlet and one boot? I'm wondering Maybe. if that's all that well, was we did. Remember, we blew it up. We blew up the Siva replica chamber at the end of the Rise of Iron chamber. That's probably all that was left. Okay. Mm. Well, no, but th- what, I, what I mean, though, is is that he probably would have taken that if he felt bad at, and it was like right after uh, Felwinter's death, he would have claimed those like not long after it. So it may have been that, you know, in unleashing Siva, it pretty much destroyed or changed all but those pieces. Um, and then he, however, he brought them to the moon to this memory box, for lack of a better term. Um, you know, that's that's all that was really left. And in some ways, it you know, the scary part of any sentient AI is when they actually start acting more human. Is that that's actually a very human trait. You know, if someone passes away, you hold on to pieces of them sure. or you know, stuff uh, to to keep their memory alive. Uh, is probably the best way I know how to say it. So yeah, and I guess my only my only com- combat or my only counter argument to that is, and Dancy's ta- dancing Veru is talking about this in chat is the lore tab on a sudden death is a referent. Uh, there's a comment about the lying robot no longer lies with others. Where is he? And if you if you see that as a reference to Fellwinter, you know, that has some major implications. Um, it was also, always, or go it for it. was why we had wondered if Fellwinter was around still going into right. this whole quest. Um, as far as, I kind of agree with Dino in chat about where, why there's only one gauntlet and one boot with the fact that Siva, the monstrosities that we fought in the Iron Tomb were very Hulk-esque. And so those pieces may have been destroyed. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I guess I just go back to the I don't know. Like I, my brain is making a couple connections too with the the f- information that we were pre- that we saw in Legacies with the Echo process and like mm-hmm. how they were able to to replicate the the sentience basically and restart it. And then with Felwinter and his references to the Deepstone Crypt and stuff like that, I mean, like, we know that the Exos are pretty much already digitized personalities anyways. So, I mean, I I hate even bringing it up because oh, I know it's, it's a very big oh, spin foil. But oh. <laughs> just because the body is gone for an Exo, that doesn't mean much. Do you think he that Rasputin assimilated Felwinter back into him in the Iron Tomb? I mean, technically, if Siva absorbed him, that the code dark. the code gets. I mean, that's the thing is like there's a lot of different directions that that can go. Now, I mean, we have to to be a hundred percent fair. We haven't seen that happen with anything else. Not that it's not possible, but we don't have any. Um, we don't have any. Uh, precedence for that assumption uh but the thing that i was actually pointing to is that all these exos the the current one of the current theories about exos is that their intelligences are saved within the deep stone crypt and so you know again okay so Felwinter's body got destroyed the benefit of a digital consciousness is that you're not bound to a single physical frame 
So, and this is the same argument that everyone makes with Cade and his whole situation, you know, so it's just, to me, there's a, there's an interesting possibility plus with the whole, you know, um, the lying robot no, no longer lies with the others, you know, that could be, that could be an ex, that could be a reference to Rasputin's recovery of the body for, you know, whether he wants it as a keepsake or to do a memorial, you know, whatever, um, you know, if he's, if he's feeling sorrow, then, you know, closure for that is a very big part of dealing with sorrow. Um, but there's also the possible, there's also the possibility that we have something else going on. Yeah. It's, it's weird to think that Rasputin would have the, I would actually believe that Rasputin has a less emotionally charged reason for oh, keeping Phil Winter. I agree. A hundred percent. I would believe that he'd brought him back in to try to assimilate him or just have the aspect of it there. And But the idea of an AI with this emotional connection is also intriguing. That's terrifying is what that is. It, it is. And I know we're going to get into it in the advanced episode, which might be a good place for us to cut off on this because I have a feeling that's the next thing we're going to really dive into. Yep. I'm good with that. Sorry, chat. Okay. chat's talking about those connections. So... Um, so shout outs for the intro session. I will let the guests go first. So let's just run through real quick. Laz, do you have any shout outs for us? Um, I'd say just the community trying to keep their heads up during this time. We're all stuck at home to some extent and hopefully an end is close so where we can head outside and be somewhat free and i feel like the community has done a decent job of trying to keep their heads on or screwed on tight so shout out to them neo any shout outs for you um i think i, I want to shout out to my clan paracos like to particularly one member uh soul uh because about half an hour ago while i was um sitting here with you guys uh he asked me if i wanted to play trials with him, and i had to say no Aww. <laughs> there's all weekend you'll get to hopefully he doesn't have to work yeah i think we're gonna do sunday now nice pins any shout outs from you um yeah uh definitely for focus fire chat you know thanks for having me on again um and also just um a shout out to not just the destiny community but uh people in general um just remember to be kind to one another please mm-hmm. it's all nuts right now and we all could just a little human kindness. Patience. Yeah. Patience is important now. Even if you don't agree with somebody, be patient and don't knee jerk react. Does not bode well for most people if you do. Uh my shout out is actually just an announcement for next week. Next week Blue Informage and I'm gonna butcher her name blue, so I'm gonna need you to say it. Mochi Lama. Mochi Lama. That is a lot easier than what it looks like in text. <laughs> okay, grenade musket lover. It looks like mochi. I don't know what it looks like. It. My brain. It's eleven o'clock here. I've been 11. up since six. Yeah. I know you guys are at. You guys are at one a.m. Hey Yeah, New York, New York. Um. Blue and the fabulous duo of those two are going to be talking about Avatar The Last Airbender while I am 
on a short hiatus for my anniversary. I promised Julie that I would actually take the weekend off so I can spend it with her. So, congrats! Yeah. So we're gonna do that. Uh, this will be four, five, four, four, four. Yep. Nice. So we are not going anywhere. We're not doing anything. But we're gonna be together. It's a it's a corn cornversary. Oh God! It's like the birth. It's kind of sad. I I I might anniversary. I might spruce it up and like try to dress up a little bit and like do a candlelit dinner on our maybe do a picnic or something. I don't know. We'll figure something out. But I did promise that I would take Friday night off so we could do whatever she wanted. There you go. Yeah, blue. Um, just a big shout out to everyone who has given us feedback on some of the new stuff that we're trying out with the with the Lore Network site, and then also with the podcast. Uh, I know we've kind of been. It feels like, at least to me, that we've been kind of jumping around doing different stuff, trying different things out. Um, it's actually really been nice for us behind the scenes because it's taken a ton of pressure off of us um, and actually given us a room to breathe so that we could focus on doing some of these other stuff. You know, I'm working and trying uh, new things. Yeah. And trying new things. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm working with Uni on the side to get some other stuff, you know, in place that we can, we can start doing. Um, so it, it's just really big thanks to everyone who has not just given us, you know, have been patient with us, but also has given us feedback. Feedback is the like blood lifeblood of pretty much any content creator and us, especially because here's a big secret guys. We don't know what we're doing. Like we're kind of making all this (laughs) stuff up as we go. And Mm -hmm. so we really appreciate when you when when whoever gives us feedback on you know if something doesn't work let us know i'm not we're not going to get mad we're actually going to probably tell you thank you because we don't you know we don't know um or if something does work you know give us give us a heads up that it you know yeah keep doing that 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 means so much to us and i really want to say thank you again to anyone who has taken time out of their day to send us just even a quick message about stuff it is so so appreciated um so thank you so much for taking time and giving feedback um other than that i just want to thank you your listeners for your time and until next time remember with wisdom we conquer stand strong stand tall and keep exploring With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusedfirechat. Links to all our episode archives can be found at www.thelorenetwork.com. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any comments and or questions for the team concerning the podcast, and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback and a rating over on iTunes as well. So until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright.